Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to be back with you. Another virtual event here at the Life School. And the topic of today's masterclass event is uh, to help you scale your business in 2024. Um, the new year has rolled around the corner already, and it's already January. So I'm so excited to be back with you uh, to share some of the bird's eyes the bird's eye view in, in your bigger uh, business uh, growth strategy that you want to follow or give you the runway or the roadmap that you are looking for in order to give you some of those most important priorities in your business to focus on as far as your systems are concerned, but also more importantly, some of the other pillars that I'm gonna talk about so that you understand where you are and what are some of the gaps that you might be experiencing um, so that that could take you to the next level. So thank you so much for those of you that are joining. Thank you so much for those of you that are watching. I'm so excited to be back with you again and thank you for your time. I think time is one of the most important commodities today. Um, so I want to ensure that you are walking away with high level value from this event and also implementable strategies that you could start um, with right away. Because I, again, I believe that uh, there's a lot of content out there, um, that distraction is usually a challenge for most entrepreneurs. So I'm going to give you only the most important strategies that um, I have learned from growing my own successful business, but also that I do on the day-to-day -day with helping purpose-driven entrepreneurs and CEOs scale their businesses to the next level, align their purpose with profit so they can do more good in the world. That's a, that is really the mission that I'm always behind. Um, so thank you again for joining me. Before I start teaching some of those strategies that I know are going to be very helpful for you in 2024 to help you scale your business and create healthy systems that are going to give you um, a lot of time freedom, but also most importantly, are going to help you focus on the right priorities. Because at the end of the day, I always say that time is the most important commodity that we have. So we want to ensure that we're utilizing it efficiently, but also more importantly, we're putting it towards things that are moving our needles further faster, uh, while generating consistent cash flow, and also while helping you scale your business. One of the um, most major pain points, or I, I guess one of the points of a, a lot of people in business is the scalability factor, meaning they have a business, but they don't necessarily, um, they don't necessarily uh, align with their business because they're working too hard in their business and not very smart. So hi, Catherine, welcome. <laughs> um, so thank you again for joining me. Please mute yourselves and any questions that you have, uh, definitely uh, put them in the chat as I would love for this information to be personalized to your business because I, we all know how important this piece is nowadays with the era of content creation and AI. I will speak about technology as well as one of those tools that we can leverage in the growth and scalability of our business. But I say that everything begins with our business models. So before I dive into some of the most important content for you to walk away with, let me just start sharing my screen so that I can give you the visual for those of you are, that are more of the visual learners. Um, <clears throat> so growing a foundational legacy business, um, again, 
I'll do a quick intro. I don't love the intro part, but at this point, I've introduced myself so many times that, you know, it's just become uh, more, um, um, I guess, more comfortable over the years. Because for me, it's always the service aspect. I'm like, it doesn't matter who I am. <laughs> what matters is the information that you walk away with uh, that will add value to your life and business at the end of the day. But for those of you that are just getting to know me, I'm the founder and CEO of The Life School, where um, I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs and corporations, again, align their purpose with profits and grow legacy business that does more good in the world. Uh, if you're uh, just like me, my personal story, former uh, Fortune 500 corporate CEO dropped, I guess, turned purpose-driven entrepreneur. I've seen firsthand what it means to build, a, uh, to be part of a culture that's very profit-driven. That was my, I guess, pain point of why I really ventured out as an entrepreneur to build my own purpose-driven company because I could see firsthand how when you're in an environment that no longer aligns with your values, you no longer believe in the work you do, you no longer believe in the mission, you no longer feel valued, right? All those opportunities, you no longer have opportunities for growth. Uh, then of course you start looking other ways because we need those as humans. So having a clear purpose, uh, really taking a lot of my life experience now and and putting that into um, uh, service towards others is what wakes me up in the morning without an alarm clock. Um, and the more I taste this, the more I want the whole world to figure out what their gifts are and their experiences so they can leverage them into a uh, sustainable, independent, self-led business. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to complicate our lives. We want to simplify it. We want to work on the things that matter to us. And especially if you're purpose-driven, most of us don't get into business because we need to learn some of the other strategies to grow. We get in the business to help people, right? At the end of the day, that's why we, most of us have just raised our hands and, and said, let's try out this uh, entrepreneurial thing. Uh, and we're still here, right? Because uh, it just, uh, the growth aspect of this journey is amazing. It's his own uh, school of life. As I say, that's where the name came from, the life school, because every day we're learning and growing and expanding. And the more we get to learn, grow and expand, the more we get to uh, be able to impact others with a lot of that personal experience that we gain. So. It's just like the gifts that the gift that keeps on giving, and the fact that uh, we have uh, discovered some of those gifts and are putting them into purpose uh, for other people. The only way that I know to be able to sustain that kind of impact is to build a business around it, right? And that's where the other business acumen and leadership skills come into play for most of us that might feel, um, you know. Like, why do I need to learn the business side or why do I need to learn the leadership aspect? Because again, it's it's connected to your bigger purpose. <laughs> Unless you understand, you know, as an entrepreneur, what are those um, things to focus on? Then, of course, you can't create the impact that you're looking for and the income that you're looking for. And those usually uh, the biggest gap is always the profit side. Right. For most entrepreneurs, they maybe have a lot of clarity on their purpose but they don't necessarily know how to align the profit piece, which is where I come in. And that's where I really feel that I could serve people at the highest level. Best-selling author, numerous books. I love books. I love speaking. I just, it's just my vocation. It's my way to share all my knowledge and expertise. It's my way to share my, share my story. Uh, that's why I do a lot of virtual events in my community. I'm a host of the pot, our top 5% podcast and a community and event organizer. I've always been a community person. I always want to align with people that we share common vision, mission, values with. Um, 
and that's where I, I nurture a lot of relationships and that's where I learn and grow. So, you know, I, I love to build communities. So I've built a community of over 30,000 hard-led purpose-driven entrepreneurs and, and CEOs as well. And then lastly, some of the features, I uh, guess, recognition from the media, Disrupt Business Insider, CEO Weekly, Business News, New York Weekly. But again, to me, everything is about service, going to other audiences and sharing my message, depending on obviously what is it that uh, the audience is looking for at that specific um, moment, whether it's media, whether it's an audience that I'm speaking to, whether, whether it's an event, whether it's here, uh, something that I have posted as well uh, with you guys to me, it's all the same thing. It's always about the service and whatever I share, if it could be of service to someone else, to me, it's always like purpose accomplished. Um, so that's uh, what I do best and what I love to do as well. So let's dive right into uh, our content today um, so that you could take some of those implementation notes and takeaways. That's what I would recommend for you as well. So as I am going through some of the steps and the process uh, that you need to know to be able to scale your business with ease, but also have connect all those bigger dots, the bigger high level strategy in your business, take notes for implementation purposes. I think that's where the the missing piece is for most of us entrepreneurs. Um, we might know a lot of information, but we're not necessarily applying it. And I am a baby stepper. I've always been that. That's why I'm very process oriented. So as long as you are implementing one small thing a week or tomorrow or for the next two days, right? I think you're heading in the right direction because business growth is a journey. It's not, there's no destination. There's nowhere you, anywhere you arrive, wherever you arrive based on your goals. I, I'm sure you're going to set new um, impact goals, new income goals. So it's just if you chose this path for your life at this point, then this is going to be the thing you do forever, right? So there is no rush. There is no magic. There is no, you know, none of those uh, uh, overnight successes. I don't believe in any of that. For me, it's always a process of transformation. And uh, the fact that you grow through that and you gain a lot of these skills are things that you can keep for life, right? Because we always know that once we learn something, once we know better, we do better. And business growth and business acumen is just like that. It can be learned. And the more we apply it, the more it becomes natural for us. Uh, even though some of these concepts might sound foreign or some of these concepts, are, obviously, if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, then uh, these are going to be very familiar to you. Uh, and then based on your experience and journey or level of skill set, then, you know, that's where you'll find some of those gaps for yourself. But um, at the end of the day, all I want to do is give you some self-awareness and self-assessment around some of these things, uh, because I have found that we are very smart humans, especially a lot of us entrepreneurs in the personal development space. We work constantly on our awareness levels. So the more if something comes to our awareness and we understand that that's the next gap that we have, then we have a lot of that clarity and we are willing to implement to be able to improve on that because obviously it's connected to the bigger purpose and vision mission that we have. At least it's kind of what I've seen in my journey. So that's what I want to uh, be able to do for you. So 
the main pain points that you know I see with business growth is maybe you're experiencing the same things, lack of clients and consistent cash flow. You know, you don't have a system for recurring, rinse and repeat, right? Because you might get a client here and there and you, you know, you might be marketing yourself in different ways. You know, you've learned to, you know, maybe to show up on social media, you've learned different strategies, but you don't necessarily have a system that rinses and repeats. And I think that is the biggest gap for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, so that you can have that stability and establishment. Um, and once you have that, those established uh, systems, then of course you can grow uh, on top of those. Uh, but unless you have that, then you know that's the main problem you want to solve for. Because <laughs> sometimes if we lack the um, awareness around where what what is our pain point and what is the problem we want to solve for, we can solve for the wrong problem and get the wrong result or be focused on the wrong thing and we'll never be able to move the needle. And usually we'll go into, you know, discouragement or blaming or, you know, I don't want to say quit because how could you quit on your mission? Um, but, you know, out of frustration, um, people will do that, right? So um, that's something I hate to see people just uh, abandoning their missions because, um, they might be lacking some of these things that they uh, need to know. So lack of time away from business, big pain point. I know that when you're purpose-driven, it feels like you want to work 24-7 uh, because your purpose is calling you. You love what you do, you know, and that's another pain point, actually, because we always hear about the other pain point, meaning we're working on the wrong priorities and we're always busy. I think for most of us, the uh, I guess the um, the scale can go on the other end, where you're just working all the time. So being intentional and understanding what are the most important priorities, I believe is is what is going to give us some of that um, personal time back, some of that self care time back, family time back, travel time back, whatever is it that you like to do with with uh, with your life. Uh, if you already obviously have that clarity on what is, how is it that you intentionally want to spend your your life and your days or your year, right? I think it goes back to clarity with that as well. And then lack of scalability, knowledge, or strategy. Again, you know, you don't know. You maybe have reached a certain level. You have um, um, whatever worked for you is no longer working or um, you don't know how to scale past yourself. Um, you maybe have some systems and team around you, but again, you don't know what might be the next phase or next level thing in the business to get you to the next ceiling of income or profit or the next ceiling of, of impact. Um, so those are usually the things that um, you might be experiencing. And then, of course, you're looking for all the opposites of that, probably, right? Consistent, supportive business model for scaling, time freedom to work on your business and not in it, profitable income to reinvest in the business and other areas for higher ROI. A business is a mechanism that always needs to be fed, just like a baby, right? A business to grow, just like our kids, for most of us that have kids, I refer to business growth a lot uh, under the synonym of parenting because honestly, it is very similar. Uh, we grow our businesses from baby phase and stage all the way to you know mature adults or 
um, uh, maturity level. And then obviously we want to ensure that our business are independent from us and they become an asset, just like with our kids. I always found that my main purpose as a parent was to ensure my kids, I was really, you know, showcasing healthy role modeling, first of all, for them, which is the leadership part, right? And then the other piece is how can I teach them the skills so they can be independent for life and create a nurturing environment that you know, that can do that. And that's culture in business, right? So a lot of similarity. So hope that kind of, you know, connection um, makes it simpler to kind of understand some of these concepts as well. So we always start with that, you know, um, the, uh, the, the purpose, which is the mindset, right? Crafting personal company vision, mission, and values. I think that's where everything begins. Um, and, and this is an exercise we do ongoing because sometimes I hear about, you know, it's almost like the client, the customer avatar. We do that exercise at the beginning of our business, like who is our customer avatar? What's our niche? That is something we always do because we grow. We're always growing and expanding. We're finding more information around our markets. And I would say this is the same exercise we do over and over with our businesses, whether it's our personal, um, you know, um, vision and mission and values, or obviously our companies, once we get team under our belt, which becomes our little tiny culture or, you know, big culture, depending on how many people you have on your team. So that's kind of where everything begins. And then shifting in long-term visionary CEO mindset, just stay really connected to your purpose. To me, um, that's what it means when you're shifting into long-term visionary CEO, you are working backwards years ahead of time, meaning, right? So uh, you have clarity around where you see yourself in a couple of years, and then we're working backwards with that purpose. And we are implementing the right, we're making the right decisions that connect with a bigger purpose for the right reason. I think that's another piece that's pretty important as well, because we can want something for the wrong reason. And we need to, that's some of the self-work there, deeper work, meaning, you know, why do we want to create impact, the impact we desire, right? So kind of challenging ourselves with some of those reasons, inner reasons, it's really important because um, then we could be doing something on the superficial aspect of things because we think we want something, uh, but unless we really get that clarity of why we want it, then we might even be making the wrong decisions that are not aligned with um, the, the long-term commitment to our purpose. Um, so I think it's important to align that as well. And then your business model with the current stage of business. I think this is another very important piece, meaning um, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially at the beginning phases of their businesses, unless they have a lot of the different pieces implemented, they're always looking to grow. That's not the right problem that you want to solve for at the beginning of your business. You want to have more of a, a, a business model that is more working with quality rather than quantity, because if you haven't built the quantity, meaning the audience, the relationships that you need, then obviously it's going to take you a long, long time to sell a $27 book or a $27 course, right? So your business model, and then it's the vice versa when you get to a certain level where you want to remove yourself as the person that might be offering the service for your business and then adding more resources and team to be able to support you so that your business is, is um, growing beyond yourself. That's another piece that 
it's it's very confusing for a lot of um, entrepreneurs, meaning which is the right business model for my current stage of growth. Because uh, again, it's very uh, it's very important to have that. And I'll talk about some of those, um, um, I guess, colorful um, things that we, we can focus on as far as business model as we progress. Um, but I would say that that's actually the, the thing that um, keeps a lot of uh, entrepreneurs stuck and keeps them from getting the consistent income and also keeps them from um, probably never even reaching the scale um, aspect of their business. So solving for the right problem in the right stage of growth is crucial. Um, otherwise, you're wasting your time. So the first pillar is always the branding piece, meaning again, where, how are you positioning yourself, your offers, how are you positioning all the things that you're doing in your business, authority positioning, what makes you different, all these different things are really important because again, it's how you stand out. And today with all the overflow of content, really what makes you stand out is your experience. How? What's your methodology? What is your personal experience, professional experience based on the area that you provide a transformation around or a service around? Uh, and how is it that you are able to show up, be visible and, and get in front of the people that you wanna serve, right? So if I were just recap branding in one, you know, one uh, sentence, that's what it would be. Um, positioning your PSPR, your problem solution process result offer. There's always a problem. There's always a process to how you get people results. Pay attention to the process that becomes your methodology. That's what people are paying for. And that solves a lot of the pain point around pricing as well, which is a big problem for entrepreneurs, you know, underpricing their offers not supporting uh, the price of what they, how they price their offers does not support their personal goals in the business. Because you have to think that when you're an entrepreneur, you're not only thinking of the income that you put back for your family, but also the, the extra cushion and margin of the income that you need to reinvest back in the business with systems and teams. And that costs money. So we have to really position our PSPRs um, very strategically so that you have cushion not only for the bigger transformation you're able to provide for your clients, but also for the other things that you want to reinvest in. And unless you reinvest, you stay the same. Um, positioning your ideal audience and messaging in the marketplace for business to consumer, business to business, um, you can do both. You can focus on both, but just like anything, who you want to serve. You can focus on business to business. You can focus on business to consumer, right? So knowing who your ideal relationships to build are is very, very crucial. Um, paying attention to those, um, those demographics, paying attention to the pain points of your clients, paying attention to the results they desire. That is all very important in the evolution of your business. Because at the end of the day, those are the people you are creatively serving. Um, so the more you know and you are in touch with those, the people you serve, the more you can create things that are authentic, that speak to them, right? Um, so understanding that is crucial. Content strategy to increase visibility and trust building. When we talk about content strategy, it's more about that positioning, positioning and authority piece in your business. Uh, and all your the platforms that you need to be on and all of that. But again, you need a strategy behind all of this, right? It's not 
important so that you go with value, meaning you're everywhere and not understanding what, how does your content actually lead into nurturing relationships? Because that should be the primary purpose of you showing up with content, just like, you know, what is the primary purpose of me speaking somewhere? The primary purpose is to nurture relationships, right? Of course, it's great that I'm sharing and I am, you know, building my thought leadership with my content that I am, you know, um, putting out there. But of course, what is the bigger purpose of that, right? And sometimes, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't know what is the the bigger um, the bigger purpose behind all these different pieces in the business, and that's why they might not have the results they might be looking for. Podcast starting and growth strategies, always to put yourself out there in the world, to grow your brand, to pretty much showcase and put your gift and expertise, you know, and showcase that in front of the people that you find you feel will get the most value out of that. That's in a nutshell. This is all these different, this is what all these different channels of branding really do. So just keep that in mind, you know, when you are, um, when you kind of know where you are in the journey, obviously, um, when it comes to, let's say, podcast, you know, um, once you have built that audience, then you want to focus on the growth aspect, right? When you're starting something, just like anything, you put yourself out there, you got to build it, right? And again, even with that, I, I find a lot of people just like with the business offers, they focus on as soon as they start something, they focus on monetizing it, um that's not the right problem to solve at the beginning the problem the the beginning you want to give you want to build a brand you want to build reciprocity you want to build no like and trust that is the biggest and most important piece in any business no like and trust with everything we're doing that's all we are attempting right to build a no like and trust now i know that i exist you know, you like me because you've seen some of my stuff and I've been able to serve you at the highest level. And, you know, you trust me enough to be able to help you with whatever is it that I do or vice versa. That is just think of branding as that and marketing as that as well. And then media features and speaking growth strategies. That's obviously another piece of your branding that is great to have in place. Um, just like anything, it's the authority building piece, but also with the speaking side, it's also, you know, you making that as your complementary business model, wherever you are in the stage of your journey, but also probably making that a, a full business model. I have clients, I'm working with a client right now that that's all that they want to do in their, in their, as their business model. They just want to speak for a living. They don't have any other offers and you could do that, right? So understanding, you know, where you are and how to start building all these pieces is going to be um, very important in that bird's eye, I, bird's eyes view for your business or the, or the bigger dots that are being connected. When it comes to marketing, we continue to know, like, and trust. Building your ideal audience online and offline is very, very important. Just like I say, it's all about relationships. Business at the bedrock of business is always relationships and know, like, and trust. That's it. Those two things. All these different ways that we do it is to do just that. That is the bigger purpose of why we do what we do. Um, so for a lot of you that might connect some dots or I might be planting some seeds based on what you already have found out. Um, 
So building your ideal audience, building trust, as I said, by adding value. How do we build trust fast? We add value. Just remember that. How do we build trust faster? We add value. So that's why we want to be service oriented and we want to be somebody that adds value everywhere you go. If you make this a very important value for your personal value system, then you'll be that person of value. And trust me, a lot of doors will open for you. Create systems in the business to continuously support income stability and growth. Again, without a system business in, in its entirety, it's all like a big system, right? Because again, um, you might not see that when you're in a solopreneur, but once you start to have a lot of these moving pieces around you, then you're like, oh my gosh, this is like bigger than I you know, thought. That's why a lot of people get overwhelmed and they stay you know, stuck or they don't grow because they're afraid of all these different moving pieces. Am I going to be able to manage all this? Am I going to be able to hire people? Am I going to be able to lead them? These are all the insecurities that happen as you want to scale, right? But this is just the, the journey and this is just the growing pain that you, you'll have to grow through if you want to create bigger impacts. Um, so business is all a function of systems and, and your operations is pretty much your processes that work efficiently all the time, you know, moving forward to be able to grow your brand continuously, but also um, ensure that you have consistent profits also being generated. And uh, you might have heard the difference between sales and profits. You can have a lot of sales, but because your operations might not be working smoothly for you, or there might be a lot of gaps in there, you can really dip a lot of your profits. You can make $5 million in sales, but pay $6 million in costs and operations. And I mean, obviously you're, you're running a, a business that is losing money. So eventually you go bankrupt. So you have to be very mindful around those, you know, the difference between both. That's why smooth lining your operations and creating a streamlined business uh, that is independent behind, beyond you is going to be the, um, it's going to be the health. It's going to be the healthy portion of, uh, of the holistic side of how you also generate healthy profits. Building and expanding your strategic network of warm audience proximity, strategic partnerships are very important. Just like anything I said at the bedrock of business is always relationships, building a strategic network um, and getting close to the people that can be complementary to you or even, can be probably even a direct competitor, but you find gaps in the way that you could strategically partner with them, it's gonna be another very important piece in your marketing as well. And then of course, organic and paid marketing strategies. Um, I always say there's so much organic ways to do this stuff today. Um, you know, the paid the paid stuff with ads is a little risky right now. It's a lot, a lot happening in that side. But again, unless you have implemented a lot of these organic things, I will, I don't think that you should consider the ads feature uh, and piece in the business because just like anything, even ads, it will take money. You'll take time to ensure that that's a system that works for you too. It's not magic. It's not like you just pour money into an ad and you get the ROI of that call to action. So you have to want to be mindful of that. And then the other piece is of course the sales piece, right? So creating a step-by-step -step repeatable sales process to convert relationships into clients, into brand loyal fans. 
I should add that too after clients because the only purpose of business is not clients. It's also people that know you, that can refer you to others, that can recommend other people to you. So your brand fans. So it's not only your clients, but it's also your brand fans. And that's why I said in all the pieces that I talked about with the branding piece, a lot of those should be leading into or have there should be a repeatable process to converting, building no like and trust to converting people into clients and your brand fans. And talking back to tying this back to value, I always say that create three opportunities for offering value to build trust. And then you have done your part in really um, building that uh, trust with that person or that relationship so that maybe you become in that you you can get into the position of maybe offering the thing that you are looking to offer them um, support in right so I have the, the rule of three if I haven't been valuable three different times or haven't given three different resources or I haven't created opportunities for value in three different occasions then that's really how I really uh, nurture relationships. I take things one step at a time, baby steps, um, because just like anything, right? I mean, business has been referred to dating very often. It's very true. If I don't know you, you might have a great, you might be a great you know, person for me to further explore to get to know you. But if I don't know you yet, I don't know the value that I can provide to you and you can provide to me. So we do have to take that process of know, like, and trust. But again, it's important to know what that process looks like because for most people, it's it's um, it's confusing and it's also something that um, most entrepreneurs shy away from because they don't know an authentic way to how to actually do this. Um, but everything that um, I'm about is always organic and it's always authentic building, meaning something that feels good to you, how you actually nurture relationships. But as long as you understand how to do that, then, you know, you might not know, um, you might be that salesperson that <laughs> as soon as they meet you, they're like, okay, join my program. And that's salesy. And I don't want that. I don't want I don't think anybody wants that. And I always say that you can have a great solution to the problem that uh, you offer, but that you offer a solution for, but I just don't know you enough, dude. I don't, I'm not going to hire you because I don't know you. You have to be able to build that. And that's very important in business. Um, building a sales ecosystem around the business that generates and consists, uh, consistently closes clients. So now we go to the actual system. So you want to have those recurring systems in the business, meaning are you always setting up an event in your business every every month or every three months? Are you running workshops? Are you running a challenge? Are you running a virtual event? Like what are the systems that you are setting up ongoing in the business that are um, not only building brand authority for you, but also exposing you and your gifts to more people, to new people all the time so that you have a system every week in your business to have sales conversations as well, meaning conversations that we already have built on a like and trust and the person in front of you is looking for the solution that you have to offer. And these are all things that we have to implement in the business. There's no magic. There's no, you know, 
just one thing that you do. It's a lot of these different pieces. I'm touching upon them, obviously not in depth because of uh, I don't want to overwhelm you with all of it, but um, these are all things that we need to have in, in place. Um, and then we also have to understand the bigger purpose of where they lead and how they feed into your bigger umbrella of your brand. Um, everything's got to be um, operationally connecting to the bigger vision mission of your brand and the umbrella of your brand. Just like think of that. So that every piece that you implement is feeding into the bigger thing that you are um, accomplishing. And when I talk about branding, I always say that it's always about the bigger cause or the bigger transformation that you want to speak to. It's never um, around your specific offer or your product, right? So for me, my brand is all about helping purpose-driven entrepreneurs and CEOs do more good in the world via the, you know, the path of legacy entrepreneurship, and I help them align their purpose with profit. It's a bigger mission and cause than my offer on how I actually can help them get there, right? So always think of your brand as the bigger umbrella, and you always want to, you know, speak about that piece in the business as well. Because just like anything, um, once we resonate with your cause, then I'm able to be to align with your brand or align with you personally as well, right? If you're just talking to me about the single processes and systems of how you get me the result, you're going to lose people, right? Because, I mean, what is it that you also want when you go out there in the market and shop? You want value and you want a result, right? So that is all that your clients care about so um you connecting those pieces is very important in the way that you even your message um is out there in the marketplace and who you actually attract with that which is another important piece um another very important piece is building a referral and upsell system in the business to retain your current clients um most businesses don't have something going on in their business for this piece but this is such an important piece because again it's the warmest market that you have which is your clients they already know like and trust you and you have provided transformations for so understanding what is the business model that is going to keep them uh keep them elevating with you on growing with you so to speak is really important and also leveraging a lot of that service that you have provided for them and tapping into their networks should be also something that's always happening in the business and is always implemented. All right, last one is the, the last two pillars that I will talk about is the systems and the uh, team, which is again, without systems and team, I know I, I've spoken about systems because everything is a system, right? At the end of the day. Uh, but unless you understand what are some of those repeatable tasks that you're always doing in the business and how to delegate those or how to systematize those so you become efficient in your in the way that you are managing this, then, of course, you will never have freedom. <laughs> That's just uh, that this is the ticket to freedom is system and team. The ticket to scaling is system and team. The ticket to traveling is system and team. It's time with family, this. Otherwise, you just be just slaving away 24 hours a day in the business. Um, and that is how, how, how I would define a system. And I'll talk about AI here a little bit as well and how to use it as a system. Let's just call it a tool or a system because that's, to me, that's how we should be using 
technology, right? They shouldn't, technology shouldn't own us. We should use it as a tool to serve ourselves and to serve the mission and the cause that we are after. So anything to me, a system is anything that repeats. And and needs to always happening in the business because you already have clar clarified that that is going to build your brand and is going to align your your impact and profit. So that's how you know it's a system that stays because you know sometimes you were working on things that are it's like a smaller project that is completed and done with. For example, when you write your book, um, it could be a smaller project. I mean, I know it's a big project, but it's not a project that you're going to write a book every month in the business. So that's more of a system. Then you need to have a system on how to do that because that's a lot of work, right? But when you just have a one-time project in the business, then that we problem solve just like a good project management um, project. So we just come up with the steps, we prioritize, and then we implement. Uh, but when I'm, what I'm talking about here is things that are always happening, meaning um, your content, right? You're always showing up up there, uh, out there with your content. You know, you're always running these masterclasses, these events in your business. You're always running your podcast. You're always going to speak to other audiences. These are systems that are going to always repeat if you want to be successful. Um, so this is what I'm talking about in finding ways to either systematize this and do it, you know, on your own for a little while. And then eventually when you create enough cash flow in the business, you can, this is the piece that I would invest in first and investing in me means not, not necessarily always hiring a team for it or a contractor, um, but looking at systems that can help you systematize it. Right. It could be your uh, maybe your emails that you always send every week, you know, finding a system that will do that for you so that you have a good system between the alignment of your content, your email writing, you know, the messaging for your classes, the messaging for your events. Right. All these different pieces that seem like they're all over, but they all really will eventually connect uh, under a good system that repeats. And another way I define a system is rinse and repeat. If you give it to me and I don't have any idea around, you know, your business um, or I don't have any ideas on what you do in your business, I'm supposed to take that and be able to rinse and repeat it and duplicate it for you. That's how you scale, right? Once it's, you can rinse and repeat and duplicate, then, then you can scale. Otherwise, it's always going to be inside your brain and you're always going to be the one doing all of it. Um, and that's usually what happens, unfortunately. Implementing automated systems in the business to support your sales and marketing. So again, once you understand as the CEO of your company, what are the bird's eye views of the systems you need to implement, of the tasks that you need to focus on, on all these different pieces, then you can make a decision around, okay, what is the system I can um, invest in? Can I hire someone? based on, and I'll talk about team at the end as well, can I hire somebody based on that specific um, thing that I want to accomplish? You know, then you make smart decisions. Then you're not making a decision out of lack of awareness and knowledge um, because a lot of the problems with why a lot of uh, people in the service space got burned a couple of years prior is because they lacked all the awareness around all these different pieces so that you they would hire a coach or somebody or, or buy a program or buy an offer or get into a mastermind and that they they really didn't resonate with what was being taught 
or any of these things because they didn't really understand the bigger picture. That's why uh, in my work, I think that's the most important piece. You as a CEO need to be very educated and you have to know what are the things that you need to focus on. And then you can make be a really healthy, good decision maker and then focus on what are the other things you need to bring on board. Um, implementing SOPs, standard operating procedures. For those of you that might know this concept, just like anything, keep an eye on your processes. What is it that you are repeating? I suggest you take an inventory. Maybe this is like a to-do thing or implementation step. Take an inventory of your week or maybe even your month. Look at the things that you're working on. Look at the things that are on your calendar are always recurring. And that could be an indication of your system and what you need to either keep going, keep doing it because you don't have the budget yet or the cash flow or look for a system that can help you with it or hire somebody eventually, right? Because that will become your next position. And then going into beautifully into team. How do we know who to hire? Who do we need next? How to smooth line our operations? That will give you an indication. You never hire on tasks. Tasks is something you need to take inventory of what are the things that you need to always repeat in the business that are gonna give you ROI. But you hire based on positions so that you get another, you write out all the tasks that are repeating and eventually you start to formulate the position that you need to hire for unless there is a systems for a system for it, right? So that's how you know. Okay, next I need someone that will help me with my podcast production, that will help me with my social media, um, scheduling, whatever is it that is, keeps coming up on your uh, to-do list. Um, one suggestion I have for social media is to never, well, to not never, I mean, there could be other pieces that people can help you with, but you write your own content. It's very important that your voice is represented everywhere because people are buying you people are building trust with you. If there's someone else under a different voice, um, you know, showing up as you, then obviously your brand authenticity and trust will really drop. And now I wanna talk about AI. So AI is a great tool, but we have to be careful in how we actually use it. Uh, it's great for content creation, as long as you can also add your own spin to, when you tell AI to create content or social media posts around, I don't know, business scaling, for example, as a topic, which is pertaining to me. Um, it's good to add our own spin to that as well, because other, other than that, it just becomes content that has no authentic voice or no life experience added to that, right? So that's how I would be careful around using AI for social media creation or content creation. Another piece is, you know, AI is great for the messaging piece, so the copywriting, right? Coming up with different titles for your events, for your um, show titles, uh, for a title that is really displaying a result for your client, for all the different systems that we talked about already. So it can be used for that as well. It could be used for the structuring of your process. So just use AI uh, intentionally, I guess is the right word, or purposely purposefully, I think it's the, the correct pronunciation to purposefully working and using so that it's not hurting your, um, it's not hurting your authentic voice. Uh, because again, you know, if you just, uh, if you use it just like that verbatim, then you will lose a lot of 
um, what's the right way. You lose a lot of the what's special about you, right? Which is such an important piece in business because people will remember you, right? You'll just be just another content creator there with not without a, a experience spin to how you're actually doing things. If you're using it for book writing, you can always, of course, utilize it purposefully for that as well. It can help you with your outlines, with the main intention of the book. You know, you could do research. It's really great for research, actually. Uh, and that's a great thing. Um, help you do research on your specific topics. But again, just be careful and always remember that it's your brand and it should be a representation of you and your voice. And people will pick up when something is not authentic. Um, so that's kind of my spin to uh, using AI to use it as a tool in the system piece of in the systems piece of the business. Um, so wrapping up team, that's how we know that, you know, who is the right person to hire based on responsibilities and recurring uh, recurring um, systems, not based on specific tasks. Because one of the biggest pain points for entrepreneurs is always, hiring people and not knowing exactly what is the bigger purpose of how to get ROI out of the activities that they're doing for them, right? But once you understand that, then you know, okay, here's how this person is helping me, you know, and this is how uh, that connects to the bigger brand building and also the profit uh, piece in my business as well. All right, so um, I want to introduce you some of my prior clients. Corinne here, she was a health coach, and that's what we do together. We implemented a lot. We implemented a lot of this piecing in a health pieces of systems in a health coaching business, starting all the way from the clarification of the business model, the process, the PSPR that she need to follow for her clients, and then building the audiences and the different systems that she eventually implemented. Um, as she went through the step-by-step -step framework um, to be able to focus on the right priorities so that she could uh, strategically um, work on purpose, but also be able to grow her brand and, and also um, get the clients that she's looking to serve as she then focused on the next piece, which is the scalability. Um, Tammy here, she's a self-love coach and um, I supported Tammy with the same pretty much the same um, logistics. She was at the beginning of formulating or curating a new program for women. She wanted to help with the self-love piece. So uh, we did just that, taking her where she was and implementing all the most important activities to be able to get her to actually, she started her podcast and she started writing her book as well, um, uh, as based on some of the implementation. And then finally, uh, Brenda here, we worked with Brenda more on the, she's a loan and credit restoration specialist. I worked with her more on the scaling piece because the business model that she was offering, uh, she was lacking a lot of the consistency with sales. And it was something that because she didn't have the other pieces in the business, she was working more with value, meaning she had something that was not priced correctly based on the result and the transformation that she was providing. So we tweaked a lot of the business model and then everything else fell into place as far as, you know, the marketing and the sales piece um, and the system piece as she also added a lot of people on her team um, after, you know, um, us working together in that journey. Um, so without further ado, feel free to actually uh, type in any of your questions that you have in the chat here. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. 
And I would love for you to also meet one of my past clients. Yannick is here. Yannick, thank you so much for coming on. Looking, it's so good to see you again. And um, I'm looking forward to maybe having you introduce yourself a little bit. And also, you know, if you could share some of the, the things that you were looking for at the beginning of your business growth journey, so to speak. What, was, what are some of the pain points you were experiencing? Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, quite uh, excited to be sharing my terminus journey who had that finally has settled a little bit. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, but working with you, you have smoothed the waters for me. So when I first started, uh, I, my background is uh, in adult education and HR. So I was in the corporate world for a while and um, with the lockdown, gave me a lot of time to ponder and I didn't feel like where I was was along with me anymore, you know. And looking back at my journey, I've had many paradigm shifts. I've changed career many times, successful changes. But every time there was always this angst, which made me go somewhere else using skills that I had. And I did very well with them, but still there was something missing. Fast forward, um, when I started to look back at what I really liked to do, which was on the corner of my desk, it was to coach. I was coaching my clients, colleagues, fellow employees, or even my clients, my manager clients. And uh, I was approached to go on a pilot project for executives. It was uh, coaching for leadership. And I was there the first session and the instructor who was a coach thought I was a coach and told me, well, this is where you should be going. This is, looks like this is what is natural to do. Anyway, the pandemic arrived maybe two or three months later and I got my certification and I started my journey. And what I planned is not how things happen. I thought I would just be coaching but next thing I know, I was approaching, I was speaking at a virtual uh, summit conference. And from that, it made me discover this side of me, which I never thought I would be using until way down the line. You know, I said, well, maybe if eventually I will be doing this. Next thing I know, I was invited to speak in Paris. And it's around the time that I met uh, Elona, who made me realize that is that was my superpower. I didn't realize that this is what I was naturally inclined in doing, although that was not my plan. And she encouraged me to nurture that. But plus, we were working on uh, giving me clarity because I was not an entrepreneur. So we implemented the systems that she showed me how to market, to be intentional in what I'm doing because I was a newbie and I was spread all over the place. So she made me razor focus. And from that, because, you know, intentional steps, I went to Paris. And from that, I was approached to speak at a conference in Cambridge, actually, to present a paper. And I didn't want to go. Because, you know, I don't know, it's Cambridge, blah, 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 probably won't be accepted. And Ilona is the one who challenged me. And pushed me to do it and I submitted it. And as I went through my journey, I became much more, it's funny, you coach others, but 
being coached myself, I realized, why was I putting all those limiting beliefs? You know, this is coming to me. Go for it. Take on the challenge. So from when I started to work with Alona, it was like, I don't know if I can do this. Now it's almost a month has been created because it's more like, okay, well, what do you want to throw at me? I'm ready for it. And now I'll almost look forward to the next challenge. So the next challenge is... Uh, and Nick, before you go into what's next for you, I love it. Yes, because it's so easy for me to see your gift in speaking and how you can align that with the business model or what, how you wanted to help women. Uh, and you'll tell us, you know, how you do that with your bigger mission of the brand and what you're building. But yeah, it was so easy for me to see on the other side that you're natural speakers. So that was going to be a lot of your competitive edge in the market, the way that you got to authentically share your work, but also be able to build no like and trust with the people that you wanted to serve. And also the other pieces around the, um, once we have that awareness um, on what are some of the things, a lot of the things that we need, it sounded like a lot, even through what I just kind of covered so far, then once you start to implement those, you build those skill sets and that resilience that you'll have for life. Because then you understand that it's a natural part of you know of you doing your sales the authentic and organic way. And at the end of the day, it's always about nurturing relationships and serving others. But being intentional about how to do that gives you a lot of that authentic power and alignment so that you're not feeling icky about any of this stuff. It's always about like, how do I find the people that I'm looking for? And how do I work on the right activities to be able to avoid burnout, but be able to create cash flow and profit so that I can use that money towards you know, reinvesting back in the business so that I can create a bigger impact. It's always like that circle that always like keeps um, feeding on it, on itself for sure. And Yannick, what's next for you? I know you have like a lot of other things that you have grown into for sure in the business. What are you focusing on? And also how do you specifically help women so that we get a better idea around the mission and the purpose behind the work you do? My mission is to empower women to be the women that are meant to be. By this, I mean, I focus, I specialize in women who are in a life transition, who feel lost. So I get them from confusion to clarity. Let them find, I help them find a purpose so they can create the path to the fulfilling life that they aspire to. And everything is connected. A lot of times I started, I started with career because that was my background. And I... So there was more to that. It was the whole person. So getting the mindset, limiting belief, confidence, working on that. And what's happened sometimes, the limiting beliefs were the issue. And uh, for example, I'll give you a quick example. I had a person thinking she did not like a career. That was not it. She needed something else to give her fulfillment and also realize it was a perception of the world and what she was doing that was causing her angst. So that's, that's when I talk about the clarity. And once you have that, it gives you confidence and you have, it's empowering. So my mission is to empower women to be the woman they're destined to be. And it's not just with coaching and with Ilona, I realize that Another way of doing it is by speaking. So by speaking, I'm meeting other people, it's networking. And from that, 
I just finished co-authoring a book uh, that will be launched in March uh, when I'm invited to present another one of my research at Oxford University. So had I not take that step, had it not been made clear to me that Yes, speaking is your gift. Don't be afraid to do it because I had my plan and this is what I was sticking. But Ilona made me realize there's many ways to reach your goal. And from this moment on, it's opportunities are coming to me and I'm much more comfortable uh, being out there because for me, social media, I was not on social media and now I'm very comfortable. And I just launched my show, but this, this will be my fifth episode this week. The live, the live purpose show. That's uh, the midlife purpose show. That's the name of my show on Wednesdays at uh, noon Eastern time. That's something I was never going to do. And when Ilona mentioned to me, that would be one of my next step. I was actually feeling my throat tightening. I didn't want to do this. And now I find I'm looking forward to doing more of those episodes. So you never, you might have a plan, but if you don't have clarity, you can be pulled in different direction and not get focused and not achieving your goals. And with Ilona, the system that we implement and working smartly, because I was scattered, uh, almost chasing the next shiny thing. So that's another thing that I learned, be intentional. It's not because this is offered or it's free or it sounds interesting that I should be doing it. What is it doing for me? Am I going to move the needle forward? So that is a big lesson that I've learned. Um, and I'll tell you another little thing because I use a lot of my phone. And every week, because I'm more intentional, I'm doing more. However, I'm spending less screen time on my phone which was a big revelation. That was the proof. You know, you don't know exactly how, uh, what the results are, but to me, that was very tangible. Just that little thing, knowing that less screen time, but doing more. So that was big. That's- Yeah, I love that. And it's always about that experience, but see even the fact that you see firsthand the impact of your work with your client, when you asked, asked her, they come to you, right? Even for me, they come to me for the business. And then there's so much other stuff that, we get to support our clients with and that becomes the addiction or kind of the the good um I got I don't know dopamine head around the impact piece I'm like oh my gosh I, I should be able to help more people and the more people you help the more clarity you receive so then it really becomes around okay so now when I launch a podcast is about how can I share and add value with that to reach the right people that I could be you know that I could transform so if we take a look at all of these different pieces just like channels to reach the people we want to help and serve you know that's at least for me, that's how I was able to overcome a lot of the social media anxiety at the beginning around videos and content creation and all of these pieces. But just like you said, you know, the, the what is that saying? You know, the mother of uh, mastery is repetition and just practice and just there's no perfection. Just go through the process and just keep improving it over time. And that has become my life journey now, like just keep improving the process slowly but surely, whether it's my own personal life transformations, stuff or challenges that I have uh, to maybe overcome, 
or maybe my business stuff. So really aligning both, I think, gives you a lot of that confidence piece and you're able to do more with the work that you're doing and create bigger transformations. I think at the end of the day, that's what most of us are looking for. Yannick, I'm very, very proud of you and of your progress and you're amazing and you're open, you're committed. I think that's the other thing that's really important because you believed in the work that you're doing. You just needed the roadmap on how to actually get to, to the things that uh, you wanted to do as you grew your business. And a lot of people are missing the, the bird's eye view of the roadmap. So um, I love that you actually were able to share that with us today. Finally, Yannick, where is it that the audience can further connect with you? You mentioned your podcast, and I also, where are you the most active on socials now? Where are your your people? Um, where are you serving people at the highest level with your uh, the resources that you are creating content-wise? Right now, it will be on my Facebook page. I have a personal page under my name, Yannick Seid, and I also now have a business page, which is called Chrysalis Women Empowerment, and that's the name of my company. And my podcast, uh, not a podcast, it's a show, video show that I do every Wednesday Eastern. It's called the Midlife Purpose Show. And All right. yeah. Beautiful. Definitely go connect with Yannick. She's also part of the Life School community. So you'll be able to connect with her there and look for ways to, again, collaborate also for this new 2024 because as I said relationships are the bedrock of every business so looking for ways to support one another and collaborate is definitely the way that we get to add value and nurture relationships um, thank you Yannick again for coming and for your time and all the amazing uh, share that uh, you uh, did with us today. I want to thank you for attending as well. If you have any other questions or if you would like for me to personalize some of the stuff um, that I talked about, as it might look like it's a lot of different pieces in the air, but trust me, they all align. It's like it's a beautiful harmony once you get to implement them. Uh, I would love for you to connect further. And uh, likewise, if you're looking for more of the high level support, um, in the business, then I would definitely love to further connect with you and see where you are and what can we do together to bring you to the next level in, in aligning your purpose with profit. Thank you so much for attending today's event and I will see you with another event. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks, Alona. Bye-bye.